The night watchman at Sea Life Park peddled his bike from the Oceanic Institute, which was part of his beat, to the park office area. There he smelled trouble. He did not identify it as trouble right away, or even as a smell. He stopped his bike on the road between the park and the Institute because he had sensed an alien event, or presence, or sign. So he dismounted and stood motionless in an effort to discern the cause. He was in his fifties, a huge man, wearing a blue uniform with a forty-five on a wide belt. Half Hawaiian and half Chinese, the watchman was Buddha-faced with black hair under his visored cap, eyes near black, and amber skin of remarkable smoothness, except where scars were hidden by his clothing. Scars that were proud mementos of Italy in World War II and of Korea, or of his later but zealous career as a detective on the Honolulu police force. People who claim to have premonitions of danger tend to be mystical. However, the park watchman felt his inklings, his sudden sensations of unnameable threat, should be heeded, not trusted. Most such pricklings came from an unconsciously noted phenomenon that was normal and merely unexpected or disturbing when sensed. But Jerry Gong knew that every such sudden flash, nameless toxin, could be traced by introspection, and he knew some were danger signs. Sound, scent, movement, or a tactile phenomenon, such as the delicate tremble of a floor showing another presence in a dark room, needed interpretation. You therefore stopped, as Jerry had done, to reconnoiter your nerves, testing each sense organ in turn while keeping under cover if possible. He quietly moved out of the gleaming lights in Sea Life Park. Had he seen anything or anybody, glimpsed some odd movement, heard a peculiar sound or faintly sensed a strange odor, he rushed through that checklist for survival. A sniff of some sort, he decided. The delicacy of that effort would have surprised most people, for he did not look sensitive. At six foot three and two hundred thirty pounds, with a face as relaxed and as friendly as it was open, a face he disciplined to seem least alert when the utmost vigilance was needed. His ability to dissemble was among the qualities that explained his many military decorations, his scars, and his present occupation. The Honolulu police had turned Jerry out to pasture after a huge ceremony, where a thousand people from all parts of Oahu stood up to cheer. Another greater number had cheered for a different reason. They were the criminals in the state of Hawaii. Jerry's compulsory retirement had been meant as an act of mercy. A man of his age should not risk more beatings, stabs, and bullet holes. So the governor of Hawaii and both senators had attended the parting ceremony. Jerry had tried his best to act pleased, but within a month his enforced leisure palled. Restless, cross, prone to argument, given to heavy drinking, and that for the first time, Jerry changed from celebrity to scourge. His wife, Puani, his four sons and four daughters, along with at least a hundred relatives, tried everything. Everything didn't work. Not being a detective, or a soldier of his special breed, or even a man with a job, made Jerry a Skid Row candidate. Then he heard Sea Life Park was looking for a night watchman. Its office safe had been the target of three burglaries, all failures, 
even though the third gang, after grabbing and tying up the nightman then on duty, had hauled the safe out of the park grounds and down the highway. Then they'd pitched it over a cliff where, to their humiliation, it lay dented and gouged but not open or openable, at least by them. After that, Tack Abbott, who with his wife was the park, the institute, the Mackay Range and so forth, decided he needed a different breed of watchman. Tack mentioned the requirements to Mrs. Abbott, who wrote the ad. Jerry saw it as he sat on the beach near his home in Waimanalo with a fishing rod, trying angrily to discover the joys of doing nothing. The conditions stipulated were those one might find in a paratrooper who was also a guerrilla fighter, an Indian scout, and a space-age Sherlock Holmes. Mrs. Abbott's copy plainly showed her vexation at inept night watchmen.